0: Love, Hope, Radio. Hello, this is June Davidson and Robbie Motter, and this is Entrepreneurial Strategies for Success. Thank you for listening. Robbie, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, this is Robbie, and we're so happy that you can join us. Where each, uh, the first Sunday of every month, we give you some great tips from some dynamic guests that we bring in, and tonight we have a fabulous guest. June, introduce our guest.
0: Oh, yes. Robbie, it's been said that success lies not so much in what you know as to who you know. Learn what today's savvy business professionals do in developing a million-dollar database of high-level contacts, prospects, referral sources, resources, and priceless clients. This is your referral relationship. And about our guest tonight, she believes that when it comes to business and success, it's all about relationship. For over 25 years, she has built her business and success on this simple yet important philosophy. Her professional background includes 17 years' expertise in helping businesses obtain funding. Wow! How many people listening in want the funding? Increase their sales and we all need that, and improve business performance and success. Since nineteen ninety one she's worked with hundreds of small to mid-sized companies across the nation, providing consulting and training seminars on marketing, on sales, on communications, entrepreneurship, and business planning and growth. All right, let's welcome our guest tonight, Michelle Burquist. Welcome, Michelle. Well, thank you, ladies. I want to go, yay, after that. Thanks, Jill. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> yes.
1: Michelle, how did you get started to know the importance of having a million-dollar database, and, and how did you know what was the first thing to do?
2: You know, it's funny. I, I have to go back 20-some years if I can say that, Robbie. I mean, seriously, I had a client of mine that was up. I used to be up in Orange County. I'm in the San Diego area now. But I used to have a client of mine that one day, out of the blue, they were one that kept coming to me and saying, Michelle, do you know a caterer? Do you know somebody for this or that or whatever? And I was in you know, a great B&I group at the time, so we'll plug B&I a little bit. But I remember uh, this gentleman saying to me, Michelle, it's like you're, it's like you're the walking Rolodex, and, and seriously, at that time that was those old funky paper things that you had on your on your desk that you know you rolled around with those Rolodex cards in it and i took that at heart i mean that, that really was what i loved most but flip forward 20 years and you know really the idea of the million dollar database came about when i ran a corporate gift business for about 9 years where clients would come in all the time and they'd want to send gifts and they'd want to do very custom unique things but You know, when they didn't have the information of what they wanted to do on personal preferences of their clients or, you know, the things that they wanted to do in starting a birthday program, that's where the seeds started to get planted on kind of the idea of how important a database is to business. But as a speaker and a trainer, you know, the book idea really came about when I thought, gosh, I'm answering all these questions as a consultant about helping people with their marketing efforts. Um, and they can't do anything if they don't have their contacts managed and organized in, in a database so that it really works to bring profitability and, and, you know, sales to a business. That's how it all came about.
1: Do you? Yeah, so you, in other words, it isn't a great idea to have all those cards in your pocket and in your drawer and piled on your it, desk, right? No. It's always a good digital What was that? I said it isn't a great idea to just... You know how you go to we go to all these events and we get all those cards, and then we have them in our purse in our pocket and on our desk and in the drawer and then every time we want to find somebody, we got to go through them so we we need to get more organized right
2: it is and you know. The funny part is, is when businesses do that, it's like, you know, there's no value that those business cards, with little rubber bands around them bring to your business. But there's two extremes. You know, there's the one extreme where people don't do anything with the business cards other than they're on their desk with little rubber bands around them. And then there's the other extreme, you know, where what we've become to today is so many people just dump all their business card email addresses and first names into an email send service, and it's like, blah, blah, blah. They're just sending out stuff and there's no really strategic reason or rhyme or you know, segmented message that they're doing with it. And they're just blah, blah, blahing information out through an email, email send service. So there's two extremes. Either you can't use the info or you're using it, but it's not making any sense really to building your business.
1: So how would you suggest that people think about having a strategic plan about setting up their, their card so that it makes sense, so that it does you know, get the more business or more money in the bottom line?
2: Yeah, and, you know, first of all, great question. And, you know, if you flip backward, like 15 years ago, this was big for middle market companies and how to use a database and get all of their, you know, relationships and everything into a database. And, you know, for small micro business owners now or solo entrepreneurs that, you know, we are looking for a way to be able to be more efficient and more productive I always tell clients that are small business owners to start with three different things. And the first thing is is obviously you've got to get all your contacts in a database. But to start with organizing them, think of three different ways. One is you're going to put everybody that's a customer of yours into the database and code them according to the fact that they're a customer. The second one is that anybody that's a potential customer, so somebody that's a prospect that might buy from you, is a second type of category. And then the third one is that this is the one that typically for most solopreneurs, they forget even though they want this to be really valuable for their business, but you've also got to think about those referral relationships as a third type of category. So that's a good place to start when you're going to put contacts in a database is get those three different type of big categories segmented, and that's where you first start.
0: Wow. And I want the audience, our listening audience, to also know that currently Michelle is the core instructor at the University of San Diego's Academy for Small Business Success and Cal State San Marcos for the Small Business Certificate Program, Smart Steps to Start and Grow a Small Business. Tell us, Michelle, how important it is to do this to grow your business.
2: You no, know, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in the word called planning, which to some people planning is a bad word, but when you really think about running a business, you know, everything centers on, it's like, you know, what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. So funny enough, on the two, you know, um, colleges that I teach at, they're both of them, one of the things I always bring out in the programs that I teach there is I say, look, if you want your marketing to work more effectively, um, just like they talk about how you have to keep your books and your records and keep track of your receipts on a financial standpoint for Your business, and they call that financial management, the same thing is so important for you if you want your marketing and your sales efforts to work better. You need kind of a relationship management strategy to your business, no matter whether you're starting or you're growing your business. So in those cases, it's like if you are struggling with, you know, having your marketing efforts work, if you aren't getting as many referral partners and, you know, referrals as you'd like, but you just kind of feel like you're unorganized in how you're bringing in business and getting repeat business from existing customers, this is where a really effective, you know, pretty easy process here to set up a database and start to really organize your contacts. It can change your business immediately.
1: You know, one of the things I love having a copy, a signed copy of your book is <laughs> how easy it is to understand it. You know, so many times you get a book that, You read it, and it doesn't make sense. But your book is so well put together, and it has so many great tips. How did you get the idea to put the book together, and when did you do that? You know,
2: for me, the book, when I sold my corporate gift business in 2007, you know, I had spent years, and I'm going to date myself a little bit, but I've used a program called ACT since it was DOS back in the early 90s. And, you know, at that time, Robbie, it's like one of the things that was – you know, at least I did is I kept name address and and phone numbers you know people that I've met or that I knew or that were clients you know in the years I was in business but when I ran the corporate basket which was a corporate gift company here in San Diego when we first started it's like, I, you know, I built a business on networking. I mean, you're, you're such a talker and such a champion on, you know, it's all about showing up. It's like it is absolutely an incredible way to build business, which is to network. So I got really good at it in San Diego, but what happened was when you network and when we would do these trade shows and exhibits is I would come back to the office and I would have piles and piles of business cards. And you'd say to yourself, how am I going to make these work for my company so that I would bring in business? And flip forward, what happened and how the book came about is when I ran the corporate basket, I had literally a full-time employee that uh, their whole job was to enter contact information into our database, and all of a sudden, I got all these You know, lots and lots of numbers of contacts, but they started not to make quite as much sense. And so that's through an evolution of running a business where we organized our database by rating some of our customers into good, better, best. You know, I looked at who the people were that might do business with us. Some had better potential than others. People were cold as opposed to the hot prospects. And anyway, when I sold my gift business, Um, I'm kind of a talkie, which I know is really a shock for you guys to hear, but when I started going back out and, you know, talking on the subject of, you know, doing better business and, you know, making some of these, you know, kind of changes in your business, the book was about what I've done since taking acts since it was DOS, you know, listening to my clients over the years that sent gifts and really just tweaking, you know, how a database can really work so effectively for you. I mean, little things like, you know, How do you keep information of what customers tell you and where do you put that in your database? How can you use that as a useful tool so that you build a more strategic or high-level bond with your customers and relationships? How do you keep track of you know, your referral relationships. I mean, how many of us have ever had situations where we belong to all these wonderful networking groups? People that we sit down with coffee will tell us, you know, here, here's a great situation of when you can refer business to me or these are the types of people I look for. And, and we nod our heads in agreement that, yes, we want to keep our wonderful referral partners in mind, but we go back to our offices and it's like all we have is business card information on people. This is where your database... Can give you that information so you can track and code and keep track of information and not have to rely on pieces of paper and folders and little post it notes anymore. Or, God forbid, your brain, because who can remember all this stuff anymore of what we've got to keep track of?
1: You know, one of the things I always used to do is when I was out and I learned something about a person, I would write it on the back of my car, uh, the card that I got from them, and then I would come back. And I I think ACT is a great program. I'm, I use it. Are you still using it today or have you found something even better?
2: You know, I mean, it's what you get used to. I, personally, I still use ACT. I absolutely adore it. I love it. I bless it. But I know of the hundreds of people that love it, There's just as many that say, I just can't stand it. And and I think it's what, you know, what you get used to, and also the other part, because I consult with so many businesses on, you know, what is the right database to use? You know, the answer is always, look, you've got to know your business and what you're trying to accomplish through your relationships, but there are some programs now that they actually have an email marketing service within the contact management system. There's one called Cooler Email that I just absolutely love and adore, but it didn't make sense for me to change over to that one right now but cooler email is awesome and they're actually bringing in they have a new um, update and upgrade to their program and now you can bring in the social media pieces to it so you can zip out email and use their customer relationship management tool and pay one subscription you know another one that's really popular that might be too robust for solo entrepreneurs and whatnot is something called salesforce.com
1: and that one is an
2: online pardon i said i'm familiar with that Yep, and that one, the, the one downside I hear about that one is the more you use in terms of add-ons or plug-ins or kind of the more added valued features of Salesforce, then the more you you spend per month so it's really depends on what kind of a but for a solo entrepreneur if you're willing to learn a program i find act is amazing because it's all right there one page one glance one page at a time you can tweak it customize it and then you add an email marketing send service with it um you've got you've got a pretty powerful program right there on your desktop in my opinion
1: we well, See, one of the things I like about it, if I'm calling someone, I can go to my ACT database and see what we talked about the last time we were together and pick up. And so that sort of says to them, wow, this person really knows what I, where I'm about and paid attention to what we talked about and things like that. Because you can make all kinds of notes on there. Exactly.
2: You know, and the notes are just one piece. I mean, if you don't put the note information in, it's not bringing as much value to you. And I think that's where, if I can say this, and I know it's such a a coin phrase, but it's like, you know, we don't know what we don't know. But once somebody shows us the things that something can do from a business standpoint, then it's like you can back in and try to find the right program for you. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't like the idea that they have to keep upgrading their computer programs on their desktop. So the online versions, you know, of different programs make a lot of sense. Some people don't like the fact that their information is housed somewhere else on somebody else's server. They want to have that control on their desktop and then all the little features that go with it. But, you know, for a lot of people, they're going to start out with maybe even an Excel spreadsheet or Outlook, and, you know, then some of the key things to keep in mind, you know, a database should allow you to do certain things. The notes thing is is one, where you can jot information that you learn about people. Um, Being able to customize fields is another one. So if it's important for you to track things like um, type of company or size of company, as opposed to someone else that might want to track whether someone's a homeowner versus a renter because they sell to consumers, that's what's nice about an ACT program or these other ones that I mentioned because they allow you to customize those fields.
0: Wow. Talking about this, let's give the listeners a place where they can buy your book and let's tell them all about your website. Well, June, I'm loving
2: that. Absolutely, if I can share. I mean, my book is available on Amazon.com if anyone's interested. And obviously the book title is How to Build a Million Dollar Database. Or um, people can go to my website, which I will spell out because it's such a crazy long name. Um, They can go to uh, michelleberquist.com. And that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-B, as in boy, E-R-G-Q-U-I-S-T.com. Thanks, June.
0: Well, thank you. Because people will want to buy the book. In fact, they should not be without it. A small business, growing business, somebody that wants to expand their business—it is filled with tips and information that are easy to follow. Even I can do it. Yay! Thank you for writing the book, Michelle.
1: And one of the things I love too is that Michelle, you're out there speaking to groups and uh, businesses about having a database, and and that's really bringing it to the forefront more of women and other people that are into your seminars and classes that understand the power of having a Million Dollar Database.
2: And there is, and actually i got to share. I'm going to have some upcoming webinars that come out. So, I mean, I know, you know, Robbie, you and June, you guys have just been such champions on my book and having me come out and speak at places that you guys are involved in. But I, I will say it's like, you know, the nice part is it's like there's, it's, the timing is great. This is information that's just, you know, based on my experience and seeing my clients how much more valuable and, and really effective their marketing efforts are is where this all came about. So I get the best ideas from my clients when we, sit and talk about how if you could communicate more effectively. You know, when we start looking at how to group information or how to, you know, create a message that's geared for specifically just referral partners as opposed to prospects or potential customers, you know, your marketing can work better. The more that your database is organized and the contacts make sense and how, you know, you're you're organizing them so that you can communicate more effectively. That's what it's all about.
0: And Michelle, expand on... Uh, how you categorize them and give them a label of, you know, an entry as to how many times that are, you know, whether they're a really good lead. Okay. Yeah,
2: there's a system to it. And, in fact, you know, if I can say going back to where we talked before, you know, Robbie, where you asked, you know, what's the first step? And the first step is to think in three buckets. I mean, if you visualize three buckets, the first one is your existing customers, those people that have done business with you. The second bucket would be those people that might do business with you, call them prospects or potential customers. And the third one would be your referral relationships, those people that might bring you opportunity or provide a referral to you or make an introduction. Under those three umbrellas, the whole book where I talk in lots of detail, but basically if you take those three types of um, Code, you know, types of relationships, your next step is once you've kind of coded people according to that, and there's others, but these are the big three, the next step is for you to think about rating those relationships. So when you think about your customers, what you want to do is think in terms of good, better, and best, you know, or ABCs or you know, however you look at it, but most of us you know, that are small business owners, we have our best of the best customers. Then we have our middle-of-the-road customers, and then the customers that I kind of call the one-shot wonders or the the one-project wonders, that when you look at the profitability and how important they are to your business, you know, 20% of your customers typically give you 80% of your best results. Those are your A's, your gems, you know, the best customers you have, and if you can categorize those within your database. It's coding and rating is the system. So once you start kind of giving a rating to those relationships as customers, now you set out to have a communication plan so that basically you're focused on spending the most amount of time and message with the people that are most important to you in your business and customer information is typically pretty easy but on the side of potential customers you know where i see most solopreneurs and small business owners where they just they struggle is they have so many prospects that they've got in their database they just they're overwhelmed And so the same thing applies when you look at rating your prospect relationships is there certain prospects that either you've had an interaction with or maybe they've indicated some interest in your service or your product or you've given a proposal to them but they just haven't come to do business with you. And so those prospects are higher potential than somebody that maybe, you know, you have as an online lead from your website or you met them at a trade show and just got their business card. So when you think of the food chain of taking your prospects and moving them up to from a cold prospect to a hot, you know, new customer, there's a series of touches that go on there. And one of the things that, you know, we work with with clients when they have their database is to say, look, not every relationship is the same. And one of the things that you've got to do good job of is to manage your contacts so that you're working people from a cold prospect and coding them and rating them so that as they give you those little indicators of interest or you make a proposal and you get somebody who goes from cold to warm to hot as a lead, now you're managing them in your database so the people that you're following up with and spending a lion's share of your time are the people that are really giving you an indication that they're hot and ready to do business with you. And that's how kind of you think about your prospect relationships is you're communicating with them much differently than somebody that you put in, let's say, an autoresponder or an email marketing program to just stay in front of them. But you don't really know if they're interested or not. So that's the prospect way that you can manage your relationships. And I know I'm answering this in a long way, but the third piece is on the referral relationships. Those people, you know, if you think of people that might – provide a referral to you versus those that have sent you, you know, a lead or an introduction or referral. Those are two different types of relationships, even though they're both under the referral aspect of a relationship for your business. So again, just like for customers and prospects, the referral relationships need to be thought of in terms of who's most valuable to you as a referral partner. And obviously somebody that has sent you one referral or many referrals have much, you know, they're, they're higher up on the food chain than somebody that might send you business or a referral. And the people that have sent you referrals or that have high potential are the referral relationships that you want to sit down with, make a phone call, keep in touch with, educate them on who you are and what you do so that you're generating more referrals. And, of course, the other piece is that those that have sent you opportunities need to be thanked and appreciated. And so for most small business owners, it just gets so muddy in their database unless they actually organize their referral relationships according to a good, better, best, same type of philosophy. So that's really how your first two steps on organizing your relationship
1: start, based on those three buckets. Do you have a, a, a recommendation of how often they need to, re, you know, get in touch with them or, you know, <laughs> stay in tune with them? What is what would you say is a good, you know, because you can't, you know, you're doing 50 million things, especially if you're a solopreneur, that you can't. Always, so what is a good, um, you know, formula would you say?
2: I have a, yeah there's a recommended kind of like follow up system I have and the one thing to think about is if you guys remember about 10 15 years ago you know one of the things companies had to do was because you know sending and mailing was so expensive is they prioritized who they followed up with I mean they may not have had them in the database that way but you know flip it forward now and your database you know based on your a relationships of customers prospects and referral partners, you know, the recommended kind of rule of thumb is that for most A relationships that you want to be keeping in touch with at least monthly and interacting. I mean, for most of us, if we're a solopreneur or a small business owner, our A customer relationships they we're forced to keep in touch because they're our most important customer relationships. But what usually gets forgotten is that people that have referred you business, you know, the way you stay top of mind with them is to stay in touch. And so A, referral relationships are ones where not e- email marketing is not, prob- is not the best way to go with that. If you want people to send you more introductions and referrals, monthly you need to be communicating with them and just saying, hey, how's it going? I just wanted to touch base see how things are going with them. If, if it's a referral partner, monthly you want to be saying, hey, you know, is there anything I can do for you? But that gives you kind of like the, the hall pass, if you will, to be able to say, here's what I'm looking for. Keep me in mind for X, Y, and Z. And that might mean sitting down for lunch, taking them, you know, for coffee, whatever that is, referral relationships have a different strategy. And then the people that might do business with you, you know, those people, again, those three buckets, A should be communicated with monthly, relationships maybe every other month every quarter and then your c relationships you, every business is different but at least you know every six months and in some cases only once a year
0: excellent also michelle you talk about brand You could you really go into detail for our listeners on that well, I know this
2: is something you guys talk about, and there's lots of people that talk about branding as a as a term for your corporate identity, you know, your logo, that kind of thing. You know, in my book, what I talk about when I talk about brand you, which is, A little bit of a humble pie story, if I can say, but it's so important, as we know in business, to have a good look, a good image, and all that. Um, What I'm talking about with brand view is that sometimes, you know, the reputation that we're trying to put out is not what we're always known for. And so what I mean by brand view in the book is that you've got to think, you know, when we're in business, you know, follow up is so critical or sometimes those of us in business we do things where we hear ourselves say, Hey, I'll get back to you on that and I'll send you that email. And and, and trust me, I have the biggest challenge on this because I talk for a living and I'm you know, I'm always saying, Hey, I'll send you that email or follow up with me and I'll provide this information. But if you are always falling short on what you commit to, and then let's say as an example, you are somebody who wants to come across as, you know, being on time and following through on things, and you're finding that it's like you get back to your office and it takes you three weeks to get back to somebody on email. Or if you are someone that, and this is a silly example, but think if you teach time management and you're always late to appointments, the image you're trying to put out is not consistent or, or cohesive with, the image you're trying to make sure you're known for, and and that's what I talk about in my book is that, you know, no matter what you do in business, part of your marketing and your message and your brand should be that all the things that you're trying to do are consistent with the type of reputation you're trying to have put out to the marketplace, and it's difficult. We all need to manage our reputation and make sure we want to come across as well as we can, but you know, just through how we're overworked, you know, we always have more to do than we can do. Sometimes we're, we are our own worst enemy. And and I've been fault to that. So I, I don't say that I'm not, per, I'm perfect in it. By all means, I'm not. But we're always trying to make sure that that's a work in progress
1: so that you come across in the right light in today's business society. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that that's, Something that's so important. I always, I know, I always kid when I'm doing a speaking engagement. Sometimes I'm always trying to be early, and, I, and it always makes the person who's putting the event on happy to know the speaker is there, you know, because they've had so many times where it's time and there's no speaker, and then surely they come, you know, waltzing in. Yep, exactly, exactly. And another
0: thing, Michelle, that you talk about in your book, I think the listeners would really be interested in, is how about Hub Central? <laughs> well, honey, Hub Central is that
2: you know this is the one thing I experience when I work with small with business owners and and, and business professionals. I mean, across the board, I Hub Central to me is that when I go into someone's office, and of course we we've, we've joked about the business cards with rubber bands around them. As much as I see that, I will see as an example. Let's say we're looking at a small business. I will see that they have all their customer information in QuickBooks. And then they have all of their networking relationships or whatnot. They have them in Outlook if they do, or if it's a small business owner. In addition to that, with the business cards and the rubber bands around them, they will have maybe many or a few spreadsheets, Excel spreadsheets, because they've got trade show contacts that are in a spreadsheet, just waiting, you know, to be to be used. And and it with, and then they've got thousands of contacts within their constant contact email service, and so here's all these different places where they have wonderful contact data, but you know, we'd be, seriously, it's like it's overwhelming for a small business owner to think, okay, if I want to communicate with customers, I have to go to QuickBooks. If I want to get that person that I met at a networking event because I think I want to strike up a referral relationship with them, i got to go hunt for their business card. And then once in a while, I mean, like amazingly, the heavens will open, the angels will sing because you've got a contact in your Um, Outlook, So you can send somebody an email. And then constant contact is a big old mess because you were organized two years ago and then you've been dumping people in there. And so this is what I find across the board. And my hub central, and you're so funny, what I mean by hub central is that you've got to get every single contact into one central place. And for some businesses, this is a nightmare. I mean, if you've been in business 15, 20 years, and even if you're a small business owner with a couple of people on board, all these different pieces of the puzzle to pull them together so that it makes sense to get people into one central database is what I talk about that's so critical for business today. And I've had some people who have heard me speak, and I actually had a client as a result of speaking one time that called me into their office after I had presented at a chamber event, and I walked into their office, and they have been for weeks just dumping people people into constant contact from the, you know, spreadsheets and all the information. While they got them all in there, all the information and all the contacts didn't make sense because they weren't kind of taking that back step to go, what are we trying to do with our database? And that's why I say if you can think of those three big buckets when you first start by putting people into a database first step is you've got to get them all into one database. As you're putting them in, you've got to think about coding and rating them as you're putting them in. Or at the minimum, just coding them according to those, those categories of prospect, customer, or referral
0: relationship. And is that part of the two biggest secrets that you talk about in your book to effective intelligent gathering? No, no, actually,
2: that's a little different. You know, the, the, the intelligence gathering is that you know one of the things that most businesses think about when why someone would stay and be loyal to you as a, as a service provider or a product provider as opposed to maybe someone that's your competitor is that gathering intelligence can be a very effective tool to build a, a more or strengthen the bond between you and the people that you do business with or would like to do business with. And so part of the tools of what a database can do for you, June, when you start getting all of your contacts in your database, is that now your database can be the one-stop shop as just that intelligence gathering tool, That, when, as an example. I mean, this is a silly one, but this is what a lot of people want to do in business, is most businesses want to do some sort of a birthday program. I mean, wouldn't it be great if you had a system so that for anybody that was one of your good relationships, whether it's a customer relationship or a referral relationship or just someone who's a center of influence, that if you knew when their birthdays were, you could zip out a birthday card to them. Well, one of the central pieces of information to send out and do a birthday program is, wait for it, drum roll, the birth date. <laughs> and for so many professionals, it's like, you know, they want to do this, but if, if you have a client that tells you, oh, yeah, I just got back, we just my wife did a big birthday for, party for me, and you say, when was your birthday? And you glean that information, the next question becomes, where do you place that data? Where you know most people have them again folders, post-it notes, a list somewhere that's a separate thing. The database becomes where you gather intelligence on people's family information, you know what people's hot buttons are, preferences if that's the case for your business. It just becomes one central place where you can gather you know what I call intelligence or you know, reconnaissance on the people that you enjoy and want to build better relationships with, then you can start to manage that. I mean, within ACT, if you gather people's birth dates, you put the birth date information in there, you can segment and sort a report that will tell you when the birthdays are of who on what date. It's amazing. And now it's just, you don't have to work so hard.
1: One of the things I was happy to learn is how easy it was to take a, a list from Excel and export it into um, ACT. hmm Because like you say, a lot of times somebody will send you a list of names from an event in Excel, and then, you know, if you want to keep it in, if you're using, you know, ACT, you need to get it in. I was so happy when I learned there was a way to do that.
2: And, you know, the interesting part is, Robbie, that's a really good point, because the other one is, you know, no matter what you do, I mean, if you first start by getting, you know, most programs, Outlook, um, even QuickBooks, um, Excel, it's like once you start getting all your contact information into a digital file, you know, then it becomes easy to kind of export and import the information into whatever system you're using. So if you can just get it in the digital version to start with, you know, and Excel is a great first step, you know, or I have a lot of clients that they'll, they'll just start by doing Outlook, you know, I mean, and then QuickBooks if it's customer information, but yes, you know, to be able to, and it's called the CSV file, you know, that you can export and then import into whatever system you're using. Because, trust me, as you grow your business or as programs come and go in terms of, um, you know, niceties and expense and whatnot, you want to be able to go in and out of a, a system as you grow your business.
1: Well, let me ask you a question. In your using of ACT and getting the cards in, do you use a card scanner to put them in or do you have them put in manually?
2: Yeah, you know, here's the, here's a funny part years ago we had a card scan when i ran the corporate basket and I, I find this funny because i had an office manager at the time and the students that i had that were the young professionals working for us in the corporate basket we did a study because you know card scan is amazing you know the thing about card scan if you get it which is you, know, you can go to cardscan.com and you, you scan the business card in it brings up a little pop-up screen and then you got to kind of look at it and then you're going to basically place it or post it into whatever system you're using. What what I found with my office manager was that we tested, and she could actually type faster than when the card scan could be scanned, massaged, and then gotten into the system. So it depends on, you know, kind of you and your preferences. I have to say, quite often, I see office managers or administrative assistants and companies that they can type faster than the card scan can do the work. So it becomes almost kind of like a step, extra but if it's you and you're a solo entrepreneur for some business owners it's like this is an amazing tool because once you scan the information in you just have to be able to look at it because sometimes based on the fonts that are on people's business cards it misreads the information and then if you've got to put where you met that person or that kind of thing it it takes a couple of extra steps but I, i do hear great feedback on it and we used it for a time but like i said i had some amazing folks that worked for us and still do As a couple of employees, that they just they actually type faster than card scan can scan it. But I I know if you get
1: into into a habit of every time you come back from some place that day, you add the cards you have, then it doesn't pile up on you and become overwhelming. And, you know, Robbie,
2: I'll tell you, a lot of people, it does pile up for them. So what I always tell, you know, clients, it's like even if that does, you know, because I, I recommend every single solo entrepreneur get a bin that just says database stuff, you know, because here's here's a couple of other tips. One, if you got business cards and you're out networking, get in the habit when you come back that you, I mean, again, this is a rubber band, you know, process, but you put a rubber band, put a little, you know, blank card on the top of them and put what the organization was or wherever you were networking or how did those business cards come to be for you. So as long as you can know where you where the source was that's one way to organize them so that when you start putting them in the database you have you know those little piles of they're organized so that you can put the source of where you met those contacts the other thing is is that i see so many businesses that they'll tell me um, uh, clients of mine, they'll go, you know, all these people send me emails and I can see that they have a new address or a new phone number or I see additional information from an email they send me. I just, I get overwhelmed. Do I put it in my database right then? And I say, no, just, you know, I know we want to save trees, but I tell clients just print out that, you know, piece of paper stick it in your database bin, and then like once a month, just like you do your bookkeeping, you go to that bin and you open up the contact and you start making those small little changes to it. So at least it's a way to manage the information, and that's where, again, relationship management as a system, becomes just like how you do a bookkeeping system for your business. You know, you've got to go through that every single month or every quarter or once a year as the case may be, but the same thing applies for your database. Have a place to update information and have a place where you're going to put, you know, the little notes or things and somebody says, oh, here's my new business card because we moved. Well, where do you put that? You know, that's where it becomes all big and messy. But if you have one bin for it, then you update that once a month or you have an employee that does it, it becomes a little easier to manage.
0: Hmm. Fascinating information, but also now you talk about the relationships and you've already told us quite a bit about it being fed and watered. What do you mean in your book the U and I factor to building the relationships?
2: Oh, uh you know, the U and I factor is something I, I learned years ago that you know when I earlier I was talking about those B relationships the customers, if you will, if, if they're the ones that I call kind of your well, bee relationships are bread and butter to me. And those are the ones that are typically your most loyal customers, but typically they're forgotten you know, because you're you're so busy spending time with your most important A customers and then you've got customers that, you know, for lack of a better phrase, are kind of needy but maybe not as profitable to you and your business. So you've got customers that are happy and satisfied that you just kind of lose touch with. And what I was talking about in my book when I call it the you and I factor is that those B customer relationships – have such power to you if you just focus a little bit of time and attention to know that you know there's statistics out there based on Harvard Business Review and some others that talk about this 60 60- 60-65% factor that customers will leave doing business with you because they feel unappreciated, they feel neglected, and they feel like they're you know really not important to you and your business. So the you and I factor is on those B relationships of people that you typically lose touch with because they don't say anything, they aren't griping, they aren't demanding your time and attention, is you want to focus some of your follow-up efforts just to letting them know that you appreciate working with them and that if there's anything else you can do to let you know that you'd love to step up and be of service. And typically these are those types of customers that if you just show a little bit of, you know, nurturing if you will to let them know, you know, send them a thank you card, Um, reach out to them maybe every three months, you know, just with the phone call, knowing that you probably won't reach many of them. Um, And then I have some clients that it's like I suggest that you kind of sit down at least once a year to do kind of like a how are we doing, you know, kind of like rate us kind of relate, you know, meeting that all of a sudden now these are the customers that could give you, you know, testimonials. These are the customers that could give you wonderful, you know, referrals because they'll talk you up to other people they know. They just need a little bit of attention and appreciation from you. And that's what I was talking about in the book, is it's a huge piece to your business to be able to capture repeat business and testimonials.
0: Well, and I'd like to share a little bit more about your background, because uh, Michelle has won a lot of awards, and this is important, because she's so dedicated to business. Number one, she uh, belongs to a lot of professional trade associations, which include Financial Women International, the National Association of Women Business Owners. American Institute of Banking, that's just to name a few, but she was honored as a finalist for the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce Entrepreneur of the Year Award and a finalist in 2004 for the San Diego Business Journal, Highly Sought After Woman Who Mean Business Award. So you see, she's out there, she's doing business, and it's just awesome, the information that you're giving to our listeners, and and I just want to thank you, and I do appreciate it.
2: Well, do, I want to give you a thank you, because you didn't mention in that wonderful list of things that you gave there, but, I mean, I, I, you and I chuckle about this, because we just reconnected a, a few months ago, but, I mean, I think 18 years ago, and I want all your listeners to know here that I am a very proud and former ASLA graduate, that when I first started thinking about doing seminars and workshops, I, I went to the ASLA University, and I became a certified seminar leader, and it was just one of those amazing workshops and training and seminar things that I went to that really made me focus in and say what is it that I could bring out to the marketplace based on what I know and that's where I first started thinking about seminars and workshops and did them after that for years on business planning and getting funding for your business so I mean all the fundamentals I learned at that have been central to the speaking and you know the things that I'm doing now so thank you for that because you didn't list that one.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I, I too am a graduate of Miss June Davidson <laughs> in ASLA. So she's she's done that for a lot of us out there across the country. Um so w- what is next for you? Where do you see yourself going? Do you have another book in, in the works? Uh, Ooh, uh I know I you're love thinking people. about doing a conference. What's happened?
2: I, I, well Robbie, you and I are cooking up something together and I'm assuming June will be part of it. But yes, we're actually, you know, we're we're and talking here about doing the first uh Orange County Business Women's mega mixer in hopefully two thousand eleven. And, you know, we're trying to work on that. But for me personally, I am working on my second book. I can't believe, you know, it was such a labor of love and hate to write the first one. And you know, there's all I kinds love of
0: labor and hate oh Love goodness. and hate <laughs> and, and you
2: learn so much from that you know I mean it's like I, I, I've looked at books now is the same thing like when I was coming up with great gift basket ideas you know there's so many different things you can come up with as messages and you know the whole book industry is changing but for me it's like you know everything central to what I do is about people I mean people in business that is absolutely you know my my claim to fame and what I love most and so the second book is going to be on building you know referral partnerships and strategic alliances again you know my message on and how I've done it, you know, through networking and building partnerships in the business community. And that's my, that's my second book, hopefully to be released in spring 2011.
1: Well, that's great because you know what? In the spring of 2011, uh, May, is when I'm going to do the Western NAFI Conference, and I'm tapping <laughs> you in to be there with me to be one of our presenters. Well, I'm it's hoping that's going to be, that be, be county, county, the that so that would be a great way to launch your new book.
2: Ooh, wouldn't it? Sounds like yeah. good timing. Sounds like good timing. I think.
1: <laughs> so why don't you give us your contact number again? Because we only have 17 minutes, and we want to bring in some announcements and things like that. So tell us how people can contact you, and tell them the name of your book again.
2: You betcha. Two things. Uh, my number. If anybody has questions or whatnot, you can reach me at 800-438. 6142 an easier way if you want information about crazy me and the things I talk on cuz I would love to speak at all kinds of different places that are that are for business people where they're looking just for some fundamentals on building better relationships and my website is michelleburquist.com and that's m i c h e l l e b e r g q u i s t.com
1: Michelle give them the phone number again 800 800- four three eight six one four two. And we are we're very honored to have you as our guest tonight. We want to take the last few minutes to talk about some upcoming things and we were just learned a lot. It's going to help well, us get you. our own stuff organized. Thanks for having so, me. June, think about so some much. stuff that's coming up for us.
0: We've got a lot of wonderful things that are um, right up front. And one of the things that has just happened is Robbie and I have gone on the board for a company that works with the corporate called PMI, Practical Management Instructions. And it's a real honor. I will be heading up the training department, which means the trainers that I have already trained that are so qualified will be able to go in and teach some of the corporate work. And Robbie is head of the marketing and PR department. And, Robbie, tell them a little bit about what you see doing for PMI.
1: Well, I they've, they're, they've been around for 45 years, and they have a, a database that's unbelievable of major, major corporations, not only across the United States but internationally. And we're very excited because uh, because they've been training for 45 years. A lot of the trainers that they've had for years are getting to the point where they don't want to train anymore. So, what's going to work is that we can bring in all the a lot of the wonderful trainers that June has trained over the years in different areas and give them the opportunity to move into these corporate uh arenas so that's exciting so we're we're working on uh connecting with all these corporations and and you know getting our some of our speakers in to this you know trainers and stuff so that's going to be exciting because that opens the door for, you know, even people like you, Michelle, so that's very exciting for us. I'm taking notes. Yeah, isn't that
0: neat? Not only that, we really, truly, of course, we've always been tied in with working with women, and Robbie is just so connected there, and we've had another honor to go on the board of the WIN online and that's Women's Information Network and it's totally gone international and it's exciting to know that on Robbie's birthday, and I think isn't it an honor that there will be 100 years on her birthday of honoring international women starting March the 8th, 2011, that's the 100 years
1: of honoring
0: international women.
1: You know, it's International Women's Day. It's been around for 100 years, so it's going to be cool. In 10 cities, the win is going to be doing celebrations. And June and I got picked to be the leaders for Los Angeles. So we're very excited about that. And it, what a celebration. I mean, we women have come a long way, but we really still have a long way to go. So we're, we're pulling in a lot of people we know to help us because it's not a task that two people can do alone, that's for sure.
0: And then we have other events that are local constantly that Robbie is doing, the OU Network groups and NAFI, and she's doing a spring event for the regional area, West Coast region, for NAFI. And what date is that, Robbie?
1: Oh, that's going to be May 20th and 21st. We're looking at Orange County. Also, this uh, coming week, uh, Wynn is having a big event in, in Oceanside called the wind Spring Event, and it's going to be at Camp Pendleton. And if people go to www.thewinonline.com and click on uh, events, they'll be able to see it. They also can be able to see information about the 100-year anniversary that's coming up, as well as they have a convention coming up in Chicago. And in November, there's going to be a big event in India. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And I'm sure, Michelle, you're involved in a couple things. What are some great things that you're involved in that would be great show-up places for women?
2: You know, the one that I am a part of, it's like that I am, uh, it's an executive and professional women's group for business-to-business women. It's called uh, Connected Women of Influence, and our website is cwiconnections.com, but we have a series of what we call CEO Executive Panel Forums for women who are in business-to-business roles. They're like attorneys, CPAs, service providers to the, you know, business and industry. We interview CEOs and executives, and our next one coming up is August 11th, and you can go to a website called cwipanelforum.com. And so that should be updated shortly for the August panel. Now, didn't you
1: say something about you were soon going to start some um, uh, webinars or something like that that you didn't talk Uh about? I, you know, because I don't have the dates yet, but yeah, I mean, I've
2: had for the speaking, it's like, you know, getting, obviously, it's like, you know, face-to-face workshops and, and uh, seminars are, June, you, you know more about this. It's like really tough, you know, to get people to go to. So um, starting this fall, and the dates are still TB, TBD, to be announced kind of thing, I'll start some webinars this fall in September that will be on kind of going deeper on building a million-dollar database. I'll do some demos on ACT. It's like I'll have a guest speaker on Salesforce. So if anybody that's listening wants to email or um, send me your email address, I'll put you on the kind of invite list for that if you want to send it to me. And my email is michelle at michelleberquist.com. And I can let people know.
1: Spell out Berquist because it's not in your name. Yeah.
2: It's Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, and the last name is Berquist, B-E-R-G-Q-U-I-S-T.com.
1: And, June, what about the Success Up stuff?
0: Oh, my, what about the Success Up stuff? (laughs) Robbie and I have written the most awesome seminar, and it's called Success Up. You know, what happens to you? How do you get success up? Number one, you've got to start by specializing up, which is niching your business. And then the second one is, everybody knows, Robbie, it's all about showing up. So the second one is showing up. And back on my level again, after you show up, you've got to learn to speak up. And then so we can keep the S's up, instead of follow-up, we call it social up. So those are the modules that every business needs to have to have success up. And it's, it's something we've already written, we're already teaching it, and it is so much fun.
1: Yeah, I think what's important nowadays, especially with all these corporate you know layoffs and things like that more and more people are really finding their niche and it's what's interesting is they seem to be so much happier doing their own thing i met a woman the other day that i've known a long time in san diego who was a vice president for a bank and she got caught up in that you know where the banks closed and she's now doing send out cards and she told me she said i've never been happier but i would have never ever made the step i would have stayed at the bank forever So sometimes, you know, when they say one door closes, another one opens, it does open opportunities for women to finally do what they love and be happy instead of staying in jobs they ate. Because sometimes taking that first step is really, really hard. And so I think that, you know, it is a tough time for everybody, but if they think of a positive that maybe this is their opportunity to soar and be, find what it is they really want to do and take those steps and take those chances and and get out there. And I think, uh, and like I said, I was shocked because she said, oh, I've never been happier, but I would have never done it had I not been laid off.
0: Well, and that leads me up to another seminar that we've written, which is truly working in your talent. The Wealth Dynamic Profiling, and it's, it's just awesome to know that if we can only work in the talent, then we're not working. We're playing all day long and all week long and all year long, and all I want to do is work in my talent, let somebody else do that organizing stuff. I'm somewhat unstructured.
1: So, Michelle, I'm sure in in all your travels that you, you are finding people probably telling you the same thing, that, you know, they're doing something new, and at first it was scary, but now they're much happier. Have you experienced that as well?
2: You know, I have, because I teach people how to start small businesses at a few community colleges. And I have to say, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's almost, it's it's sad, but then it's like you said, like, I, and in fact, I know the banker you're talking about. She's a very good friend of mine. So, you know, I love when I see in my classes that people are just, you know, they've been in the same position for 20 years. They've been laid off. This is very, obviously very stressful, but my gosh, there are just, there's so many opportunities to be a solopreneur today. You know it doesn't it is a scary process, but yep i'm I'm definitely seeing in my classes where you know they're sad about the fact they got laid off, but then their eyes just light up and they're really excited about finding new opportunity, even though it's a little a little scary you know to take that leap and not go back to being paid as an employee with a a salaried job so just on the entrepreneurial side, it's like, you know, once you go entrepreneur, it's very hard to go back and work for corporate yeah. America. That's all I, I got to say there. Because
1: I, I came from corporate America before I started my business. And by Me the too. way, that same banker
0: just finished my CLA, CSL class, so call and ask her where she's headed now.
2: Uh, I'll call one I'll ask her. No, it's not the same one. It's, <laughs> not, it's not the same no, one. It's another, oh, it is it's, another
1: okay. it's another banker. <laughs>
2: Oh, how funny. Well, there's
1: a few of them that we know, huh? Yeah, yeah there is. But um, uh, the the cool thing is that that's what we love about being able to do this show is because we get to bring in dynamic people like you, Michelle, that can you know give them some great tips so that they know they're not out there alone. And we try to do that each, you know, once a month on this show. And then, of course, June and I also do the Millionaire Monday, the second and fourth, Mondays, um, and we get to interview women who started with nothing and are now millionaires. Wow.
0: Yes, and that's, it's just awesome, but to be able to bring the people, and again, you know, we're really honored, Michelle, to have you on with us because you have tremendous knowledge for the startup business, saving them time and money by using a system and really knowing how to operate their database and how to use it, you know, so that it really works for them.
1: Yeah, and, well, thank and it makes you. it, you know, like I said, I, I was amazed at how and even, you know, several people who bought the book in the two places that I was that you spoke at said, oh, my God, how much it's already helped them. It's just made such a difference. So every time you're out there, you're touching a life and, and making a difference.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. So if I can answer any other questions for your listeners, it's like, please just have them contact me. I'm happy to be a
1: resource. And, you know, one of the things, once the show is, after the show is over, it is archived on our site and can be downloaded, or you can even get it and pull it on your site and have it there for people to listen to. Next month, our guest is going to be Dr. Sonor, and she's very well-known and has um, just written a new book, so we're very excited on having her with us. And, again, we'll be able to, you know, add new tips and and also uh, help people and, and get them out there to do the things they love. So
0: I think it's countdown time now, Robbie, or we're getting pretty close to it. Anything else, Michelle, that you might like to add before we're offline? You know, one last comment. I'd just say
2: the one biggest thing I always hear from people is they go, Michelle, when's my database going to be done? And it's like my answer is always, it's never going to be done. You're never going to be finished. It's always a work in progress. So that's my final. that's my final answer tonight.
0: That's your final answer. Well, that's a good one. It's always a work in progress, and and having something and the tips like that make it much easier to stay in progress and to stay sane.
1: Yeah, and it's it's amazing how many, you know, I go to so many events, so I get so many cards. So understanding the better way to do things is really very, very helpful. And just from the very first time I heard you speak, it has really been a big help to me. So I want to thank you for sharing that knowledge with me because, as I said, I meet thousands of people every year.
0: So this is June and Robbie and our guest, Michelle Berquist, telling all of our listeners we do appreciate them being on tonight. And, again, this is going to be archived on Robbie's site, and you're welcome, Michelle, to you know pick it up and put it over on your site or make a um, a CD out of it and just give it to people because that is getting the word out and sort of taking what you've done in a, a synopsis for them to know that they need you. Thanks, so ladies. Free. I will. Mm-hmm.
1: And the the other thing is um, everybody needs to take a look at what they're doing with their database, and they can always improve it. And like you said, there's different systems out there, and they need to use whatever one uh, works the best for them. Uh, Like I said, I've tried some of the others, but I think um, that act works best for me, and it may be because it's something that I used from the very beginning, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Well, and I learned
0: about it in New York with one of our people in the class, Andre Flack. And I, from that time, I embraced ACT because he said it was the most priceless system that you could find, but we had been in, as Michelle says, the DOS system when it switched over. And to be able to have all the, the notes there about the people and even picking up other things, Michelle said, birthday, children, whatever their interest is, and being able to speak about that or send them an email out on something is truly awesome to have. So that's a... A big plus.
1: I know. I had a client once that when I called on him, I found out he was into poetry and he likes jazz. So I marked that in, and any time I saw anything about that, I would send him an email about it. And from that, I ended up getting thousands and thousands of dollars of business because I took that extra time to stay in touch, and, and, and I tuned into something that was important to him as well.
0: So it's a great big world out there, and what we want to do is appreciate all the tips and the messengers that come into our lives and, and what we're supposed to have in it. And it just it just we do appreciate it so much.
1: And, again, we're happy that you were our guest tonight, and I know that people are going to get some great tips. And we will be on the air again the fir- first Sunday of, of next month at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern, and um, and we're going to close with, look at what you're doing with your database, and if you don't know what to do, get a hold of Michelle <laughs> and buy her book. And the back of my card says,
0: alone we can do so little, but together we can do so much. Helen Keller. And mine says it's
1: all about showing up. So we're so happy that you showed up on the air with us tonight.
0: And what does the back of your card say, Michelle?
1: Mine says it's all about relationships. So I guess it works. It works for all three of those. (laughs) That's right. Well, again, we thank you. And you've been listening to uh, the uh, Entrepreneurial Business Strategies for Success on Diva Toolbox Radio. And we hope that you will tune in again next month at the same time as we will have Dr. Sonora as our guest. And, Michelle, we look forward to crossing paths with you again very soon. And hopefully maybe uh, you we will perhaps you can have time to show up at the um, event Operation at the of Women next week in, in Oceanside. That's going to be a great event on the 6th, 17th. It's Friday, whatever date that is, at Camp Pendleton. Okay. On the 16th. Uh, yeah, I sent you an email with a flyer on it. I'm going to be there. Oh. All right. All right, and ahead. we want
0: to just say good night to all of our listeners and thank you for listening in. And don't forget if there's questions about having a million dollar database, the person is Michelle Berquist. Bye now.
1: Bye bye. Good night. Good night.